Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting tonight as we uh, salute the end of democracy in the United States. Uh, I'm joined (laughs) by Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. I mean, you're not wrong. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're not particularly wrong, but... yeah. Um, there was no, there was no democracy when I was born, and then I sort of got all these rights, and I don't know what to say. They're all disappearing. <laughs> well, I mean, um, yeah. So um, <laughs> we we love to hear from our listeners. You can email us contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, at civilpoliticsfm on Twitter or facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's the 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 old formulation. I think you know is apt and, and bears repeating. Like you know that uh, individual rights are in a sense like opposed to the idea of democracy because pure majority rules means you know that uh, you know the majority rules. You can have the tyranny of the majority, like uh, you know the uh, the three wolves and a sheep voting on who on what's for dinner is really bad for the sheep. But um, I think it's worth noting that in addition to the blatant attack on pretty much the entire uh, uh, concept of uh, personal liberty and civil rights that the Supreme Court appears to be preparing to to hand down, it's also uh, an example of not democracy because the people who are going to be uh, uh, cramming this decision through uh, were uh, nominated to the court by presidents who did not win the majority vote. You know, they 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 lost the popular vote, and uh, you know, confirmed in large part by senators who represent a minority of the American people. You know, mil- tens of millions of people fewer than the than the Democratic senators who opposed this. So. You know, it's, of the minority. Yeah, it, it it is, and and like this is one of the things I've been harping on about sort of the plan of the you know Republican Party across the country for a while. You know, uh, restricting people's access to the ballot box, making it harder for people to you know vote in advance, uh, purging voter rolls, all these things. This is this is uh, trying to preserve minority rule as white people become uh, no longer the majority and are moving towards being uh, a minority and not even the biggest, not even the plurality in this country anymore. And that's, uh, you know, uh, that's just a thing. And it's it, it, it doesn't have to be a huge crisis if one can just chill out, take a deep breath and accept the idea that, uh, you know, uh, people with more melanin are human beings too. Um, but yeah. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. things, if I may. Um, who nominated uh, um, Clarence Thomas? Uh, Ronald Reagan, wasn't it? 
I thought it was Bush. Was it Reagan? It might have been. Uh, it might have been George H. W. Bush. I don't remember. It was the eighties. It was definitely the eighties. <laughs> so uh, that's that's no, that's, that's Reagan, Reagan or Bush. I'm it was pretty Reagan. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was eighty seven, was wasn't it? Oh yeah, I think it was eighty seven. Right, right, right. So that Reagan was president. I was still in high school. Um, nope, it was George H. W. Bush. Oh yeah, okay. Biden chaired the and, judiciary. Yeah, H.W. Uh, Bush actually won the popular vote. Sure, he did. But uh, so. Alito was nominated by George W. Bush. Oh, I, 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 I'm I, saying that the people that you're saying that There's voted one of them. for, you're yep. saying that the all the judges that voted are just trashing privacy rights um, were all voted for by presidents that... That's true. Only four of the requisite five... Uh, were appointed by a minority president. I think being very specific about what we say is important because I then don't disagree. we can't, uh, nobody can say, well, you were wrong about this, so now you're wrong about that. I don't disagree, but if uh, if uh, we had simple popular sovereignty, George W. Bush would not have been able to appoint Samuel Alito to the court, God, and Donald Trump would not have been able to appoint Gorsuch, Kavanaugh and Barrett to the court. So, Honestly, if we had a better primary system on the Republican side, then then Trump wouldn't have been able to do anything anyway. Well, that's that's also true, and also uh, as far as the Senate goes, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the the Republicans controlled the Senate uh, in, in um, twenty sixteen and onwards until recently, and uh, the inability of uh, uh, Obama to Obama? actually get uh, uh, the current attorney general, um, Merrick Garland, uh, even, con you know, nominated but didn't even get, wasn't even voted on by the Senate, was blocked by- They wouldn't even uh, meet with him. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they didn't meet with him. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell was basically controlling the, you know, the, the, the power broker in the Senate, the majority leader- uh, because of the way the Senate is set up. It's an assembly of the states and the most populous states, the more, more people live in states that are putting in Democratic senators than are putting in Republican senators. So yeah. it's- um, the, uh, the Supreme Court has been basically made up um, of people that, are, that represent the less people in America. Significantly less people. Significantly mm -hmm. less, yes. Like- well, you know, that's kind of always true because they always take them from elite schools, you know, that even forgetting the politics of it, it, it is sort of an elitist group, you know, when no. you look at where they went to school and all that. No, um, no, no. I mean that okay. the, the, the senators that, but that like uh, in, in 2016, in the, in that, in that administration, the Senate, the Senate was controlled by more than 50 senators. And though of those Republican senators, most of those senators come from states that are far, far less populous than other Democratic yes. states. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the the senators that yeah. the rep that they were representing the people of, those were less people in general yeah. than the people that voted against like Gorsuch and everything I like that. I believe the Democratic senators elect uh, uh, represented about 10 million more. Americans than the Republican senators, yeah. even though there were more Republican senators. That's what I'm saying. Like not so elitism like, or anything, but 
No, I was saying the Supreme Court is oh, you're an elite group. And not, oh, no, I wasn't sorry. talking about that at all. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go into I, that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So one quick, like, like the, quick the, thing, the idea that a bunch of judges went to uh, uh, prestige law schools. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a noteworthy point. But I wouldn't look at say, you know, incoming Justice Katanji Brown Jackson and just say like. Well, you know, there's someone who was born with a silver spoon in her mouth. True. You know? I mean, well, she was a defense attorney. So um, the other thing is actually two things. One is this: we're talking about the um, the draft opinion that came out about Roe versus Wade. We haven't actually said that out loud. So just oh sure yeah, that's know right. We're, we're recording this on Wednesday the fourth. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. Uh, that's a very good point. Yeah, something <laughs> might happen between Wednesday and Friday. The six. It, it, so. <laughs> it could. The Senate is, is trying to take a vote, um, which is probably going to fail. The other thing I wanted to just say, which is it's a little off the point, but I just wanted to share it because it blew me away. Um, we're talking about people who decide things and, you know, democracies and tyranny of the majority and the minority. Um, so somebody pointed out the other the other night on the news that we keep saying that all these countries are behind us in the Ukrainian war, you know, that it's 40 countries and 138 did this and, you know, sort of this um, um, sort of feeling like we're in the majority. But this person pointed out that India, Indonesia, and about five other countries who are democracies are not in it with us. And that if you add up all the population, that actually the number of democracies that sort of voted along with us are, are, you know, we're in the minority. And I was shocked by that. And they went through all the countries that, um, that are, you know, either abstaining or, or siding with China and Russia. So I, I was shocked. But it's true when you look at the populations, because, Oh, I know who it was, uh, Fareed Zakari. And he was, he was showing that um, autocracy in some ways is the more natural state. I mean, it's, it's, he wasn't making the argument that it should be, but he was just making the argument that, you know, when you add these two functions together, you see that we're actually quite outnumbered, especially the U S and our, our democracy with, you know, all the, all the characterizations we have of it. But I just thought that was interesting because I'm sitting here feeling pretty good about Ukraine and, you know, how much we're supporting them to fight back crazy Putin. And, um, you know, like I said, Fareed Zakari came out with that statistic about how many democracies and what numbers of the population that represents in the, in the world, you know, that if you look at it as a worldwide thing. So I, don't, I think before we went on the air, John, you were talking about what is a natural state and sort of the tendency towards yeah, um, autocracy. I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, I, and I I will try to find the book that it was that that um the story was I, I was listening to NPR and um they were interviewing an author that was that wrote a book about autocracy and about um fascism and basically about strongman politics and they and they were saying that democracy is not the default setting for uh how human society is set up um we trend towards a uh, a political system or a control system that is controlled by the few or the one. Um, democracy is something that we always have to practice and we always have to protect and we always have to enshrine because um, we don't really th- like, 
I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say we don't think like that, but it's um, for for our culture, for human culture. If you look back through the through human history, you don't have a lot of democracies. It's more of a recent invention, like uh, on on this scale, on the global <clears throat> scale. So, um, it's it, well, it's just we- something I always think about. Like, you have we have to we have to make sure that democracy like representative government is is protected it has to be protected it has we have to be proactive about that it doesn't just happen this week's events would support that i would support that we're not we're not working hard enough or something we've we've taken our eye off the ball somehow well i don't disagree with that but i like I don't want to say that's wrong because you know there's lots of evidence of you know tyrants and 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 you know oligarchies and and you know charismatic leaders and whatnot throughout recorded human history, um, and there aren't tons of examples of you know democracies or republics uh, in recorded history. That is true, but I think Lasting it is thousands of years. But I right. I think it is worth noting that um, there's a lot we don't know about uh, societies in the Americas before uh, European contact. Um, I mean, we we know there were two significant empires: the Aztecs and the uh, uh, Inca. Maya. The Maya Empire had largely fallen apart. There were Maya people, but I mean, there wasn't like a you know, that's a a separate thing. But like the the, the sort of the great political focus of uh, uh, Mesoamerica was uh, you know uh, out of the Mexica people, and uh, uh, the Inca were you know like a major power along the Andes. But um, there's didn't they use beer we, the, to keep their well? We don't know um, a lot about the societies that exist uh you know that exist in much of uh south america before european contact you know i like I, we don't know how they were organized uh and there were you know the people who built cahokia uh i don't really we don't really know much about like their social structure we don't know how their politics worked um and there's a lot of human history or a lot of the human past that is effectively lost to history. And I think it's worth noting that if you look at uh, the uh, some of the earliest large settlements, the, the earliest cities, like uh, Çatalhöyük in Turkey, which is what, like six, seven thousand years old, um, there's no... Uh, there aren't any large ceremonial buildings. There's no like, you know, temple complex. There's no palace. There's no, well, this is a, you know, uh, an important space. And, you know, people were living in this, you know, space and, oh, well, clearly those are, you know, you know, there's, there's no sign that there's uh, an entrenched elite that gets bigger space and better stuff. So were they a democracy? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know those people's well, language. We don't know what they called themselves. Yeah. But all all of which is to say, 
that um, uh, in the scale of a human lifetime and our history, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's thousands of years in, in, in some cases, but certainly there's centuries uh, around the world of uh, of tyranny and domination and exploitation and, uh, you know, disregard for rights and, you know, minority rule, other people imposing their will on others. But there's a huge human past going back a hundred thousand years about which we don't know very much at all. It's this vast blank space and we don't know how our societies organize themselves. It is worth noting that those societies tended to be smaller groups. So, you know, if you have like, if you're living in a group of, you know, 50 to 150 people, how does that shake out? I, you know, I think there's lots of different ways that can happen, but I, uh, I think, um, I think yeah. I take your point. I think that's good. I do want to say that the book was called after the fall, um, after the fall, uh, the rise of authoritarianism in the world we've made is by Ben Rhodes. But we, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I actually was uh, uh just reading about that book the other day. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, um, but we should have to read it. We should get back to the main topic, um, uh, just about the the effects of of this. Um, well, first, actually, we should go back, just in case anybody doesn't know. Uh, what we're talking about um over the past few days there was a uh a draft monday monday night it broke monday night okay monday night politico obtained a uh reported on a draft of a majority opinion from the supreme court this is a draft that was uh written back in february uh, mid-february and it was a decision to uh basically get rid of uh, Roe versus Wade and uh, Casey, the two the Planned two Fairmont landmark cases Casey. that uh, mm-hmm. yeah the two landmark cases that basically um, ensured uh, political or not political uh, uh, health privacy, which made uh, abortion legal up to a a certain point of of a pregnancy, um, and obviously everybody's flipping out because oh my god that's terrible uh and uh not the, everybody's flipping out Some not everybody's flipping really out. really happy i'm i'm hoping yeah. that a lot of people are flipping out more than people that are dancing in the streets uh but yeah that's what we're talking about um abortion the the right the, the right to have an abortion um that has been basically um a a, a countrywide thing, years. yeah. For forty nine years, uh, will possibly get um, taken off the books. Now, um, this is a draft opinion, so written back in February. So there is a chance that the that the decision will not that isn't the final decision. This is something that was written. But it's by not Samuel Alito, yeah. By Samuel Alito, yeah. But it's not official. Um, it was a very harsh rebuke of it. Um, of, and I will post a link of of that. It was basically like an excoriating rebuke of uh, Roe versus Wade. 
um, and how it should never have been. So we like, I don't want to say it's definitely uh, something that is going to happen, but it's, it's very likely. Likely. Um, It's very likely that this is going to happen, but we won't know until the end of uh, June or early July. Yes. Yes. Well, so, or yeah. whenever the court decides um, to release the opinion, which could exactly. be sooner, but it's expected it's, to come um, late yeah. June, early July when the Supreme Court ends this session. Sorry, go ahead. Sue. And they may well, well overturn Roe versus Wade. Yeah. So um, did you hear what Scooby-Doo had to say about it? Uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. <That> does, yeah. <laughs> Scooby-Doo is not like I don't know why he's laughing about that. That's it's really not the time. Like read the room, Scooby. You know? I think it's a nervous no, no, giggle. Rut row. <laughs> oh my that god, Sue. Oh. Sue, for the Sorry. love of that's all a, that's holy. Oh my god. That hurt me Stephen in my Colbert. soul. <laughs> Stephen Colbert told that joke last night. I'm, Why I'm I don't watch Steve, Stephen Colbert, Chapter Fifty, Section Two Thirty Seven. <laughs> God, Jesus. What were you saying, Sue? Just you know. Oh, oh. oh, so did you hear what the five, um, the five justices who signed the opinion said? What yesterday? They said, "How dare someone release the draft document and usurp our right to privacy?" I'm kidding. They didn't say that. Uh, There is going to be an investigation. Like Chief Justice John Roberts said, there is going to be an investigation about who actually released it, like how they got it, and and because the courts built on privacy and everything. However, just you know, um, the person could be fired, but there is no legal ramification for this. There is no legal. Yep. Like. I There's no law that, was, that has been broken. They're just gonna. It's it's I, basically like someone broke an NDA. Uh, they could they yeah. they could get fired. And I think yeah. that it's important to remember that whoever this was, whoever this was, uh, they're they're screwed. Um, uh, like job wise, uh, unless they get a job with like Planned Parenthood or something, because you you're getting fired from the Supreme Court. There is no way they're keeping their job. Uh, unless they're well, like John they Roberts' released, like nephew or something. Like this is this is going it. to be bad for them. <laughs> well, they release it to the press, so the press doesn't have to talk, and Biden won't chase them. You know, the the Justice Department won't go after journalists in this oh, yeah. environment. So the person who did it, if they never say anything, they may never be caught. It's very hard, right? Mm-hmm. If, if it's just the one person and all these people had drafts and somebody just, you know, Put something in a. It could be a janitor. Could be a janitor. Could be anybody. Could be a clerk. It could be a janitor. It could be like someone that like the like an. It could have been Samuel Alito himself. It could have. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been one of the justices. Who knows? I'm. I'm sure they're going to find out. But whoever did that, if they're not like, if their job isn't secure, then they will probably get fired. Like, I don't have any question about that. (laughs) They will probably get fired. Um, Well, and if the conservative justices did it, one of them, they would do it to to make sure that their colleagues couldn't back away from their position early on. Right. That would kind of. Yeah, that seems likely how they voted. 
yeah, if it's a progressive, it's that they wanted the public to go, oh, my God, and have a chance to because there's a lot of trigger laws out there when they overturn this, which I think they will overturn Roe versus Wade. I feel like crying, but mm-hmm. they probably can't do that. There's all these trigger laws that within 30 days, 13 states, it'll be illegal. 28 and, uh, states will will or have passed laws that will highly restrict um, the right to get an abortion um, over half the country uh, and a pre- pretty yeah. large part of the country too, like larger states, even though they're like – and this is going to inordinately affect uh, people of color, uh, people with less means, and there are mm. talks about laws that will um, make it illegal – or have some sort of find to cross state lines to get one. Yep. Yeah. Because Roe versus Wade is built on the right to privacy. This is going to have way more implications than just people wanting to get an abortion. Like, yep. this Absolutely. is medical privacy. Well, Among other things. In Missouri, things. there's... There's a law that says um, that the fertilized egg equals a person. It's a trigger law. So when that happens, it'll interfere with IVF because all those embryos that are stored are now have all the rights of a person. It's, yep. uh, Claire McCaskill was talking about Missouri. She, she was like, you people have no idea what's coming if this right. Think about how that'll change the census. Anyway, we're right about about the halfway point of the show. I think there's more to talk about. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah. This is, there are so many implications that are going to have, like, yeah. We'll get back to them in the second half of the show. But for now, you're listening to Civil (laughs) Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, We'll be playing some PSAs, promos, and station IDs for a couple of minutes, but then we'll be back with more. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, 
estate in the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Tune in to Evidence-Based Radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and we are. Uh, I'm still talking with John Roberts and Sue Timberlake about the bombshell leak from the Supreme Court of the draft opinion by Justice Samuel Alito uh, that happened this past Monday uh, that proposes to uh, strike down uh, Grove versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And uh, that has a lot of implications and ramifications. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mention one that just that 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 it's been foremost in my mind, but there are a lot of others, and I certainly don't want to pretend like this is comprehensive. But one thing that immediately leaps to mind uh, is that the basis of this is is saying like the right to privacy sort of has to be part and parcel of the due process clause. Of you know, as specified, for example, in the Fourteenth Amendment of the Constitution, and uh, the follow-up to that is like, okay, well, you know, if I should be able to make decisions like whether or not I'm going to get pregnant and carry a child to term, um, there are other decisions that fall fo- follow the same logic. Um, most notably things like the Obergefell v. Hodges decision that said, yeah, people can just get married to whoever, you know, whatever other consenting adult they want. They want to get gay married, whatever, who cares? Um, (laughs) which is very much not how, uh, the cultural conservatives, you know, the, the Christian fascists basically, uh, feel about it, but also, uh, by uh, the same logic, uh, and, Part of the point of this was uh, Justice Alito's argument is that the Supreme Court uh, exceeded its authority in saying that uh, this right existed and therefore had to be respected uh, around the country and that any laws at the state level or, or even the federal level, but there I don't think there were any, that at the state level um, have to be uh, struck, stricken down because they uh, – you know, infringe on people's personal human rights, uh, as specified, for example, the 14th Amendment. And that's why people could choose to get an abortion if they wanted. But also, it's the same logic that uh, led to the decision in Loving versus Virginia that said, you know, states can't pass laws saying white people can't marry black people. That's just, that's nonsense. Um, but those, that used to be, uh, for a long time, following, for example, Plessy versus Ferguson back in the 
1890s, you know, that was like, perfect sense. You know, we don't want the white and black to mix. You know, uh, so. Um, yeah. It's exactly uh, how they sounded too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> These are my well, people. I know what they sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> like well, Charlie Brown grown us, but angry. Instead of that's not a trombone. It's just like a like a, like a tuba. <laughs> it's an angry tuba. It's a tuba angry with tuba. rabies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what conservatives are now. Angry tubas. Foaming at the bell. Mm. Anyway, yep. uh, so that that's just w- one thing, but just just flat out like, yeah, all right, let's just uh, uh, roll back a lot of basic civil rights, uh, le- you know, rulings and legislation. Just yeah, you know, whatevs. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, when I was when I was young as an un- unmarried person, I couldn't get any contraceptive advice that was against the law when I was really young. And, um, that, that changed with Griswold. I think that was Griswold. It was in a Connecticut Griswold case. versus Connecticut. Yes. That was about uh, yeah, contraception. And, uh, Connecticut said you couldn't well, get contraception without a prescription. I think it was. Uh, and that ap- applied. Even, no, no, you know, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about even literature. You couldn't get advice on it. There was like a gag order. Right, right, right. Yes. And, Cause that was part of the law yeah, in Connecticut. Yeah. So, so what I was trying to say was that um, sorry that uh, abortion was actually based on the contraceptive argument, which is also the Fourteenth Amendment and privacy. So yeah. there's a good chance that contraceptive um, medicines and advice and that whole um, balawick could be out the window too. And it's basically any recent rights, but recent is you know fifty years ago. It's sort of amazing, yeah. fifty-five years ago. Longer with Griswold, ago. yeah. Gr- Griswold yeah. was 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 the law of the land before I was born. Uh, yeah. I, I was three years old when Roe versus Wade was passed. So for as long yeah, as no, I can remember, enough. that's just been America's been a, a nation, a pro-choice nation, and well, it's and totally I had for the best uh, friends in friends in college that couldn't get abortion in this state, but you could go to New York. You know, sort of those early years. So it's 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 real, very real to me, and I do feel like um, all the things that happened in the fifties and sixties and seventies are evaporating away. And I think your argument about sort of democracy needs, you know, the home of the free because of the brave. You know, you got to be you you it's going to slip away from us here, and I'm just horrified. And I, you know, I'm a pro-choice Republican. I used to try and go to the. I didn't go to the convention, but I used to contribute money to um, pro-choice Republicans, and we had a whole group, and they wouldn't even let them on the floor of the um, of the convention. So, I, you know, it's it's it feels really tough to me today. I got to say, I'm pretty bummed. So, anyway, yeah, um, we need more I, people that that are. You know. I, I actually have a have a question along those lines, and that could, it may be a, a sidetrack that we don't want to go down. But I want to put the question out there, something we could return to in another episode or supplemental or something if we don't want to tackle it now. Uh, but Sue, one of the things I've been thinking about is, uh, you know, I'm lefty, you know, politically and whatnot. In part that those are a lot of my sentiments. But uh, just you know where I am, what the the things I want to, uh, I think the nation should pursue politically tends to be things that the Democrats push. So that's why I'm with the Democratic Party. But um, you know, my parents were Republicans. Um, you know, I you know I'm 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 absolutely 
like like fit the mold to be a country club Republican in that old fashioned sense, you know, and I'd be okay with that um, if it meant you know, that the Republican Party was going to be, you know, a party that my mom would be happy to be part of. And it's been a long time since that was the case. Um, but is there, you know, what can we do to help bolster the part of the Republican Party that actually does care about being consistent and saying like, well, small government means, you know, uh, yeah, we shouldn't, you know, maybe small government means we shouldn't spend, uh, you know, provide as many social services as we do. But it also definitely means not telling people who they can marry and uh, uh, whether or not they have to get pregnant. You know, like that's just flat out nonsense. And is there, you know, what can what can we do to help bolster that wing of your party so that um, – you know, the, 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 the two-party system in the United States might actually start to work again. Well, I think one of the most basic things, and, you know, I, I did some work with Better Angels, and that's a group that tries to help mend some of the fences and have people still talk to each other. But, you know, when, when you say a sentence like all Republicans, blah, 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 I think it does a disservice to the, maybe it's a minority, but it's certainly the minority in the power in the power structure. Um, you know, people people really do have different views, and there's a lot of Republicans that are horrified by this. Or when you say, you know, all evangelicals X Y Z, you know, it's it's really hard in this climate because people are so polarized. But that's you know one of the few things you can do is to try and talk to people, not as if they're a member of a a hated club. But, you know, what their actual views are. I've had a lot of people assume I'm not pro-choice. I don't know why, but for some reason they assume that. I can um, tell you why. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I can explain but exactly I, why, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, and you've got – Please continue. I'm I sorry. Think, <laughs> I can't think of the fellow's name, but he used to be head of the RNC. And um, Michael Steele, he's on all the airwaves – you know, sort of taking a counterpoint. So is, do you know, Nicole Wallace, you guys may not know who she is, but she was like communications for um, Bush. She She's on, um, I can't remember whether it's CNN or MSNBC, but you know, one of the non-Fox networks. And she does a show every night um, from her perspective. And, you know, she has a lot of folks who talk about, you know, the nuances of it. But I think, I think the right to privacy it's so fundamental. I mean, this is a showstopper for a lot of people. And, you know, libertarians get a bad rap, but their basic message is not the loonies, but actual people who are libertarians in the Libertarian Party, like Governor Weld was. Um, they they feel strongly that, you know, your your body is your own and that nobody has a right to pass laws about your body. You know, I I, I guess you have to find you know, the nuggets of people where they are and just try and work with them and, you know, not let Liz Cheney be run off the, you know, face of the earth. It It's hard because, um, you know, the weasels have taken over Toad Hall, as I've said many times. Um, so that's, if I that's can, all I can think of. If I can say, like, the way, the way that we can bolster, like, an actual, like, proper opposition or whatever is to support 
people that aren't loons. Like support people that actually stand up for stuff they believe in. And the the thing is right now that we ha- like if if a Republican is on TV saying I'm a Republican, but I don't think any of this. It's not that the that doesn't help because they are still counting themselves as a Republican. They are still like a lot of people like the the um the guy that that was on here a few years ago when we were, had a heated discussion about about the twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Um the the thing that I like he's he's not like out like there there were some things that he was saying that aren't you know completely out there the problem is that people that are that like the republican party they make a choice do i vote for this person who i respect and i think that that would be good or do i vote for this person who will win and there are people that vote for um, anti-abortion uh, Republicans because they want the Supreme Court, just like people just tolerate um, people like uh, the guy from Virginia that I don't respect, um, whatever. Uh, we, like, people vote for him, like, uh, or people, like, just, uh, like, He's a fi- he's the fiftieth, you know, like him and and Kirsten Oh, Cinema. a Joe Manchin, yeah, West thank Virginia. You. God, yeah, thank you. Um, he's from West Virginia, yeah. West Virginia. Thank you very Democrat. much. Um, yeah, yeah, Democrat. Yeah, he's a he's yep. a Democrat. He is a Democrat. He is a registered Democrat, but he doesn't um, really want to commit to the the party's like platforms. The, this is the problem. We are very concerned of keeping control of the Senate and the House that we vote in people that won't that that don't draw lines. So if if Republicans if there are a lot of Republicans and in in this country 60% of the electorate like maybe 58%, it's basically a 2 to 1 support Roe versus Wade. So yep. if all those people voted for pro-choice um people then we wouldn't have and and those people actually voted pro choice no matter what their party was then we wouldn't have this problem but that's the well, that's the issue like you know republicans report voter. just republican party they report the they support the republican party even if all like the overwhelming amount of people that are in control now go against what they actually believe because they don't want well, the Democrats to be in un- charge. Un- unfortunately, it seems like the 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 most powerful voices in the Republican Party, the most powerful voting bloc, basically are single issue or maybe two issue voters. Like like they're 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 anti choice and anti gun re- gun regulation. Like so long as you're okay on those two points, they'll vote for you. This this result I, has been the and, re- this uh, this decision and that's what they seem been- to. I'm sorry. That's what they seem to want when they say we want to control the Supreme Court. This is what it's all about. This is what you're getting out of that. This has been a decades long fight for for uh, conservatives, for Mm -hmm. for um, uh, religious conservatives and and very strong members of the Republican Party. This is this is what they have been going for. And it is it is maddening 
that the Democrats haven't been doing the same thing or haven't like poked their head out of the sand and and saw, oh no, they are this is a concerted effort. They are playing the long game here. They are taking over state houses and they're voting in people and they're they're making sure that lower level judges are this conservative so they'll be considered for the supreme court like this is this is a lifetime of work for many people and when you look at that and if they're part of your party like not not saying you i'm saying like if if you're a republican if you're any random republican and they are part of the party and you say that if you see that and you are disgusted by that thing but then you vote for people that support those things because they support more things that you like than hate then that's how we get here and that's that that is the issue if if Steele goes on on TV and says, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm not a Republican anymore. Then that is how you do it. That is how. People need to leave in yeah, droves. I don't I don't think you should leave the party, but just um just to circle back for a second. Yeah. Um the Gallup poll, um, overturn of Roe versus Wade, no, fifty-eight percent of this country, uh thirty-two percent, yes. So and then I think I saw um, just to the break other it, one I saw was twenty one percent yes but I'll I'll look it up. Well, here's why. Um, so I'm just going to do three three other data points. First mm-hmm. trimester, and this is this one is the AP poll that was Gallup poll, but then AP did one I think this past uh, last year. First trimester legal sixty one percent, illegal thirty eight percent. Second trimester. 34% legal, 65% illegal. Third trimester, 19% legal, 80% illegal. So there is, as you get later in trimesters, and these are countrywide surveys, they were they were being cited by a lot of the um, progressives today. So it it you know it it is complicated, and I think it's tough when you start to say just leave the party. Um, abandon the party. This is such a two-party system. We have given the parties so much control over what happens. And as a Republican, you guys know that I like smaller government. I think the government's intervening in a lot of places where it does not belong, including what I do with my body. But it it it's hard because people do immediately go to sort of the one showstopper, the thing that is a showstopper for them. But it's not a showstopper for everybody. And I think that's yeah. hard to it's hard to hold those two things in your mind at the same time. Uh, the poll I was talking about was a Washington Post ABC News poll that was saying uh, that was saying, um, do you support do, do you want uh, Roe versus Wade upheld or not? Yeah, 50, 54% of the service participants said the Supreme Court um, is should uphold the landmark ruling compared to 28% who said it be, should be sh- uh, struck down. That's that's the poll I was talking about. 54% yes, to, 20, had- to 28 just should we uphold Roe versus Wade, not, not uh, different trimesters or anything like that. Right. So that was the first number I cited, the Gallup poll, 58-32, very similar. And actually the AP poll, I didn't give you the general number, but it was 56-43. Mm. So- so those three polls really they're very similar. Yeah, to, it, um, legally illegal. Americans yeah, and then I did the trimester. Yeah, American like just just row, which is like what, fifteen weeks? 
I think. Um, banning abortion after 15 weeks. Uh, well, just it has that. the exception. No, huh? it, it, um, I believe the original Roe ruling was like, oh no, I was. People can make whatever decision. Weeks. People can do whatever they want in the first trimester, and then in the second trimester, the states can impose some restrictions, and then they can impose a lot of restrictions in the third trimester. You right. Know? So by the third trimester, it's basically like, oh no, this is going to wind up killing the mother. No, well then, then we can abort. But otherwise, yeah. you know, like yeah. you, you've lost the point. Yeah. You, you know, like it's too late to say, yeah. On second thought, I don't feel like it. Like no. And, and to be fair, all that all like like I've never heard of uh, anybody. Uh, sort of just deciding to change their mind after, you know, they've been pregnant for six months or whatever. Like by the time people get to, uh, uh, clo- you know, get that far into the pregnancy, they've pretty much decided that that's what they want to do um, because they can actually make that choice. You know, they I actually have do have the option with to choose. you that, that there are a number of women that commit suicide in the, towards the end of their pregnancy. So it's, mm. it's, I don't think it's quite as, Okay. Quite the way you just laid it out. I grant you that somebody talking to a doctor probably isn't going to be like that, but there's a lot of desperate folks. Oh, wow. I you really, know, I, pregnant, I, I really I, want to, I, I concede the point to you entirely. Yeah. I really want to make Thank the point you. that this is, that we shouldn't be talking about it. And one, um, two, I, I know two of us cannot, like, has no, real idea about this we're talking about this in a political sense but like i am never going to be confronted with having uh an abortion um but the i think the main thing that we need to remember is this is like women should just be able to choose to have an abortion or not there is no there should not be any like oh oh it's 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 very hard for people oh what what about um we it's because there's not enough services or anything like that if someone doesn't want to be pregnant then they shouldn't be pregnant so let's let's take this i i take your point i I think that's great genre but you know um when they were doing the uh recent um hearings to uh to um put uh katisha uh, Brown Jackson. Brown Jackson. Ju- yeah. Judge Jackson. Yep. Yeah, they asked her what the definition of a woman was. And I, just because we're so good on this show, I just wanted to reemphasize that there are men who can have babies. Yeah, people and, with uterine, uteri, uteruses. Yeah, yeah. Uteruses. And yeah. So, so when we are saying women, we're not intending to exclude those Thank folks. Thank you. Um, yeah. Some people take, and I know, I know neither one of you guys would would do that. So I know what you were trying to say. So I, I just wanted to clarify that. Thank that. you. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. Um, I was actually yeah. just thinking, should I should I interject that? But I'm glad you did. <laughs> no, yeah. you should totally should. I, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that no. is completely there, my fault. There are um, there are some trans men who who can still get pregnant and and do. So I th- I th- and do and, and I do. think and also I think some people who might be classified as intersex can get pregnant too. Yep. So yep. You know. Well, an interesting use could say that because I think I told you last. Oh, maybe we didn't have a we didn't have a show last week. I'm reading um, Hermaphrodites. Uh, it's an older book, but it's really good. It's actually about people who are intersex. That's the old term for it, and it's a great reference. It's unbelievable. Half the book is citations to history, and it's really historical and comes up to the current time of sort of how we got here on non-binary 
gender and how you think about it. It's really wonderful if you have any interest in the topic at all, and you know, from sort of a more um, scientific and a historic point of how we define gender and sex and um, yeah. identity and all that. So very, very interesting times. But this, this Roe versus Wade potentially being overturned, I am, I am horrified. So, and yeah, I don't yeah. know what to do about it. I mean, I've heard, um, you know, I heard the vice president talk about it and sort of say, how dare they tell us what to do with our bodies. I've heard, um, um, you know, a lot of folks in the Republican party, sort of express their dismay. And there's a lot of belief that it's going to energize the Democratic Party. And, you know, I think it may well do that to to vote uh, and to show up and to... It's... You know... That's not a foregone conclusion. That, um, the, no. the thing is that uh, it might, like, upset enough people and the person that leaked this might have done that this early so the Democratic Party can can start gearing up motivate um because yeah. if it was july then it would just be like after a lot of um primaries are done you know however it, like like a lot of people like that i've been reading online and everything they're like well, <laughs> we've been voting for you for so long you've done nothing absolutely nothing and uh we're we're done like a lot of people are are, are saying that it might motivate people or it might motivate a lot of um, anti-abortion Republicans that are like, yeah, cool. Now we can, now if we vote more people in and we get control of the Senate in the white house, then we can pass a national ban because that can happen <sighs> now. That is a very yeah, real possibility. It could be a national ban on abortion. And, and while we're at it, we can do things like take away, you know, the ability of a, of a woman to have a bank account. I, you know, <laughs> just like Matt Look, Gates said today, uh, well, as how many how many of women rallying against overturning Roe are overeducated, underloved millennials who sadly return from protests to a lonely microwave dinner with their cats and no Bumble matches. Uh, that was I have today. To that <laughs> that Matt, Matt Gates, the guy accused of of t trafficking underage teenagers. Yep. For sex, that yep. guy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, that's that's a stunning rebuke. Out. But I have to say, I remember not being able to have credit because of my sex. Yeah. That was that was in my lifetime, which is a long lifetime. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, my understanding is... We'll be here next week. My understanding is... Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll be laws, allowed on the radio. <laughs> that, 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 like, there was, like, it was a law on the books that women couldn't get credit cards without a man's name on the application until after Roe v. Wade passed. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I Yay. hear the. Yep. Anyway, I hear the music, so we're gonna wrap it up here. So there's certainly oh, a lot more to talk about, shower. and we'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. What times we live in. Um. But anyway, that's gonna do it for civil is. politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. You can catch a podcast version of this show uh, next Monday at about 1 a.m. from all the different streaming services. So listen to us there. And we get rebroadcast Monday afternoons at 4 p.m. So listen to us all over again. Really, why wouldn't you? OK, well, that'll do it for now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics tonight. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.